I'm going to be so sassy today. I'm going to be so sassy today. Like, don't even fight me right now. I'm going to finish intern year. Medicine is twirling my brain in many directions. I'm like questioning everything. Should I have not done ED? Should I have done surgery? I don't know. (laughs) So many questions, so many doubts. (laughs) But yeah, so let's go ahead and get into it. So hey, everyone, welcome to Bundle of Hers. As you've heard, we have... Lean, Harjeet, and me, Margot, in the virtual studio today, calling in from our respective homes. And today we're going to be talking about professionalism. As our other episodes this season have been split up into episodes, uh, various parts, this topic will also be split into three parts. So make sure you check them all out. This is part one of three on our topic of professionalism. So as we're getting started, I just want to define what the dictionary says professionalism is and it's a pretty vague definition I know I'm being repetitive sorry (laughs) but it says the competence or skill expected of a professional a professional being someone who is paid to do a career or a job or a title or some some job and then when I was prepping for this episode I came across an article on LinkedIn which was titled the 10 characteristics of a professional written in 2016 but they list those 10 characteristics as, and I know we're going to have a lot to say about this, is appearance, demeanor, reliability, competence, ethics, maintaining your pose, phone etiquette, written correspondence, organizational skills, and accountability. So there's a lot to unpack there. And I think we should first start with our own experiences in navigating professionalism and how we may have had to change our behaviors or like against our identities to be quote unquote professional, especially like in the context of getting into medical school and then residency. So what are your guys' thoughts about these 10 characteristics? (laughs) I mean, I have a lot of thoughts, but there was something I was also thinking about when we were going to record this um, episode is, do you all remember our prompt that we had to get into medical school. Yeah. What is professionalism? (laughs) Yes. I was like literally thinking about it. And I was like, my journey of medicine tied to the University of Utah School of Medicine started with this very topic. But anyhow, as far as these 10 things go, I think they're an accurate representation of what people think Mm -hmm. professionalism should be. Yeah. What the expectations are. Yeah. So in that sense, yeah, like it makes sense that that's what the article is. But do we agree? I don't know if it matches with what I define as professionalism. Well, yeah. So that is a prompt. That's a great point that you bring up that we all had to write this prompt about what is professionalism. And I can't really remember what I said. And I actually looked for it. I couldn't find it on my computer. But do you guys remember what you said? It was probably something that embodied these 10 characteristics because you know what they want to say, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I was still true to my definition of professionalism. I think at that time, I think my view of professionalism hasn't changed, but it's interesting how now I see people use the word as professionals. So at that time, I thought this was a, you know, a really good prompt. It was something that like, oh, I understand why they're asking me this. This is my response. But now looking back, I think it's really intentional that it was even asked, right? I remember I responded on something along the lines of which I will talk about when I think what a professional means is I really focused my time on respect and what that means to me. 
Bushra is actually not on this episode, but uh, the first year when we had just become friends, she had told me what she wrote. And I think I was really excited and impressed by what she told me. And I think it was one of the reasons like I was like, oh, I want to like be friends with Bushra because I really appreciated the way she critically thought about this because I think she did understand that they were asking this for a reason. And she was like, you know, there's a lot of uh, behavior that we get away with in the guise of saying, oh, we should be professional. Right. And um, I think I'm really excited to explore that. I think that in my journey, I totally was oblivious to the reason why they were asking for that prompt. And I think that I had been socialized my whole life to have this understanding of what professionalism is. And only in the past couple of years have I sort of started to open my mind and really critique what these characteristics of a professional are and how they are so harmful and how you, I myself and how other people have to change their behavior away from their innate selves, their true personalities to fit this mold of what we think is expected for professionalism. I don't know, Lean, what have your experiences been? Or did you do you remember what you wrote in the prompt? I do remember getting that prompt as a secondary, but I think I was like so stressed about it being a secondary that I didn't have time to truly process what it meant, to be honest. Um, but I remember just writing more about like how professionalism is kind of, I mean, in a way it's unifying, but I never, like the more I think about what I wrote, the more I'm like, I don't know if I truly agree with that anymore. I I don't remember exactly what I wrote, but I think it was more along the lines of unification and how unification across all cultures in a way for like behavior to be set in in an environment. But it's at the end of the day, what I'm thinking is I might've wrote that it's called, it's tolerance in in a sense, right? And I don't know if I agree with that anymore, to be honest. I think that's beautiful you said that, Lean, because it's about the way that we are like socialized to think about professionalism is very much about tolerance, is being okay with the way things are because we have to be quote unquote professional, right? Mm -hmm. And like, I think that that just really resonated with me. And also, I feel like the way I would write that paper now would probably be different than what I wrote then. Even then, I talked a lot about respect, which I still think is a huge part of professionalism. But I even think the definition of respect is sometimes is molded to serve, you know, white people, the people in power. Yeah. So for me, there's a distinct moment that I remember in our friendship together where you were teaching me, Harjit, that in Punjabi, you guys don't capitalize the first letter in sentences and things like that. And that's frequently how you would write and post things and learning and recognizing that that is a perfectly acceptable and way of doing things. Then I, I sort of had this realization that like this expectation of when you write an essay for an application or even just an email to a professor or a colleague or somebody or in a quote unquote professional situation, how you're expected to mold to this form of grammar that is not necessarily what you know to be true. And from that, I I started questioning what other things are boxed into this idea of professionalism that are a harmful to and uninclusive of other cultures and representation. And so I I wonder how you guys felt about that or navigating that. But that, that for me was a big learning point in like 
having me question what professionalism was and like who defines these characteristics is really, like you said, Harjeet, the people in power, which historically has been white westernized men, right? And so I think really questioning and critiquing that these characteristics are from the lens of a very specific group of people and recognizing how harmful that is and how we can change it. Right. You know, when it first really like clicked with me that this idea is so messed up is when I was thinking about how we focus so much on the appearance of things, right? And like, it just reminds me of, you know, I've seen people I've grown up with, people in my community. And to say this happens in a lot of communities, not only the Punjabi community, but you would see families pretending to be happy on the outside, right? Pretending like everything was okay. Like even though inside the home, there might be so many forms of abuse going on, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what really I was like, oh my God, this is a mess. We are talking about being professional, but it leaves us with a hollow understanding of what a person is because we have to mold ourselves to look a certain way, act a certain way, talk a certain way, write a certain way. But what about me? Like, who am I? Like, it really strips you from who you are inherently. And this is another tool used by oppressors to get you in line so that you aren't unique and you aren't different and you are not who you're supposed to be. I can be her Jeet core and I can be professional, but I can also talk like this. You know what I'm saying? 100%. No, 100%. And I think if you even displace us one generation back to our parents who came to the United States, professionalism was identified for them differently than it was for those who were already here. You know, so for instance, we can say like the, the capitalistic white system or Western dominated system introduced professionalism as a way of like keeping everyone the same. But then if you put another layer on top of that, my immigrant parents thought professionalism was a way for them to say, I'm going to stay quiet about the issues that bother me or don't bother me. I'm going to be very submissive to the system because I need to succeed. That was professionalism in their mind. So like growing up professionalism, you know, I was taught you don't talk politics, don't talk too much, don't talk too little, just, you know, be happy with everyone, bring your colleagues food. People might not like you, but you just got to keep smiling in their face and that's okay and anybody who comes at you with adversity you just smile back at them which is a very peaceful approach it's it's cute in a sense but at the same time it prevents invoking those further thoughts of seeing why are we treating different people with different standards of professionalism based off of background beliefs or whatever you know you know whatever background they come from well and the demeanor characteristic that was listed in this article is exactly that it's you're supposed to be easygoing not be the person that puts a speed bump in the flow of things or disrupts the system. You're supposed to be the person who just says yes to everything and does what your boss tells you. And that's so effed up. Like how the yes can- person <laughs> be, be the shiny gear in the big money machine, right? Like make sure you're squeaky clean and you work very well. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. Shiny gear in this machine. Yes. Although I don't feel so shiny after interior. Yeah. I'm a rusty gear. <laughs> Because we're also challenging the machine. I know. That's we're, true, we're messing the machine up, y'all. We're messing the machine up. <laughs> But yeah, and then like you're talking about lean. So for immigrants or people who are coming into this system and trying to be, quote unquote, professional and fit in this box, 
And there's so many unwritten rules about like phone etiquette or written course, like how to write a professional email or how to be uh, reliable or whatever. It may be that there are cultural differences and the expectations of professionalism do not encompass that. There's no like handbook on how to be professional. These are all unwritten rules that are socialized into essentially like our culture. And if you're coming in from the outside, like how are you supposed to know? And then you get like dinged for it. And it's like, there's no um, inclusiveness. Also, Margot, it's not even that like rules are usually quote unquote set, right? But you know, what's so even more messed up about professionalism is people in power will use oh, you should act professional. Like any scenario happens that is not in line with what they're okay with, the powers that be, right? They will use the word professionalism to basically, in a sense, say like, oh, you're getting out of line. Stay in your lane, right? And when I think about it that way, like how abusive is that? How abusive is that? What That you're using this term professional you know, it should be part of rules, but rules, if you're thinking of them, are set rules. But it's like, no, even this word is used to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's one realization that I've had over the years. And it infuriates me because it's like, this is the way things are going to be. And if you do anything out of line, we literally can put the tag of you're not being professional to it and then make you feel like the thoughts and opinions and voice and choices that you have are wrong. That's so powerful, Harjeet. When I think back in medical school, for me, I did do a lot of things to change my behavior to fit this box of professionalism. And like we've all talked about, we've awakened to this tactic effectively of keeping people in line and the system going. And so challenging that is a good thing. And so I think that will conclude our part one on how professional behavior is defined and sort of boxes people into this system. And on our next episode, part two of professionalism, we're going to talk about dress code because I think that has so much, for me personally, so much impact. Um, But I think there's a lot to unpack there and how harmful it has been. So also check us out on Bundle of Hers at Instagram download our podcast wherever you get your podcast bye bye friends (laughs) anyways thank you for tuning in to part one of professionalism make sure you tune in to season season (laughs) make sure you tune in to part two next week and here's a sneak peek I think people are more and more comfortable being unique and being themselves and dressing the way they want to. But I think, again, it's that like apprehension because we've been socialized to think like professionalism has these categories. So we have to dress a certain way. Right. And going back to the thought process that you showing up to see your patient and you like focusing on their health should have nothing to do with the way you're dressing up. There's so many options with so much stress in like deciding what to freaking wear and how unfair that is. And I think this ties perfectly into this idea of professionalism, that there is an expectation of appearances, especially for women or femme identifying people to wonder what you're going to wear and like how to fit into that box. Because the truth is 
this system was not designed with women in mind. I've noticed I think the dress code is increasing maybe more um, subjectively for women in medicine. I think oftentimes we find ourselves having to dress more professional for people to recognize us as, you know, their doctor. And they're not stereotypically what patients would think as like their nurse or their, you know, aide or anything like that. 